In this episode of Ottawa Business Journal's Behind the Headlines podcast, another $100 million plus investment in a local tech company, legal tips before you purchase an income property, and a teaser on the upcoming Best Ottawa Business Awards this week. All this and more coming up right now. Behind the Headlines is brought to you by Nelligan Law, Ottawa's fierce, proven, and human law firm. Visit them at nelliganlaw.ca. Hello and welcome to this episode of Behind the Headlines for November 23rd, 2021. I'm Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Behind the Headlines is a regular podcast from OBJ where we explore the biggest local business news headlines. And as usual, we've got three segments for you. The first, coming up in just a second, is with my colleague, David Solly. We're going to dig into a local uh, business headline. You don't want to miss that. In segment two, we're checking in with our legal expert from Nelligan Law. This week, we're talking about income properties and the legal considerations uh, you should make before you purchase one. And in segment number three, I'm going to be joined by the president and CEO of the Ottawa Board of Trade, Suling Ching. And we're going to talk about one of the big events that uh, OBJ and the Board of Trade put on every year called the Best Ottawa Business Awards. Give you a preview of what's coming up on Thursday. But let's go to our first segment and welcome my colleague, David Solly. Hello, Dave. Hey, Mike. Dave, I think people are going to uh, believe this is a broken record or Groundhog Day or, you know, make the analogy that you want to. We we have been talking uh, initially way back when about how there wasn't enough of this private investment called uh, venture capital. And then bing, bang, boom, it's been like a like an avalanche of money, like like an avalanche of money. I think we haven't seen in years, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Um, Dave, tell us about the latest deal. Hundred yeah. million dollars plus, by the way. Another hundred million dollar plus deal, uh, Mike. I mean, at one time that would have been, you know, I mean that would have been like uh, the news of the year, right? To get one one hundred million dollar year. Well, uh, an Ottawa company for the second time in less than a month, in what a couple of weeks, basically, has gotten a hundred million dollar plus deal. We talked about Fullscript a couple of weeks ago, getting that three hundred million dollar Canadian investment. Well. Now on the right, fast on the heels of that, uh, we've got another Ottawa company, GAN Systems. Um, it announced last week that it got 150 million US, so roughly about 190 million Canadian in, uh, in new funding as well. Crazy. Um, by a big name, Fidelity Investments. Uh, we've all heard of Fidelity. They're obviously a big, um, a big investment firm in the US, based in the US. They're uh, they're putting their um, they're 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 putting their money now. They're backing uh, Gan Systems uh, with um, some additional investment from some other big names, BMW Ventures, uh, the investment arm of um, of the famous car maker. It's uh, putting uh, money as well into Gan Systems. Why? Well, Gan Systems uh, makes semiconductors, but they don't make them out of silicon. They make them out of a substance called gallium nitride, which is a, a compound um, that's basically a, uh, it's a byproduct of, uh, of zinc and uh, aluminum production. And the thing about gallium nitride is what makes it great for semiconductors is it has a very uh, high heat capacity and it's very conductive. So it, um, so it's uh, transistors work faster than their silicon based cousins. They're also lighter and they, um, and they give off, let they lose 
if you will, less energy in the form of heat during the power conversion process. So they're all in all that makes them more efficient overall than your traditional um, uh, silicon-based semiconductors. And um, and when you're, uh, say, a car maker like BMW, uh, you're, which is really starting to target its um, vehicle production toward electric vehicles, well, you want as an efficient use, um, you, you want to be as efficient as possible when you're generating electric power um, and, uh, and, and EV technology uses a lot of semiconductor technology, as does autonomous vehicle technology, which is also a real emerging um, area for automakers. So uh, it's pretty clear why this is, a, is an interesting value proposition um, for BMW and other electronics manufacturers. It goes beyond cars to, I mean, everything from flat screen TVs to air conditioners um, are pretty compli complex these days, uh, Mike, as you know, and require a lot of sophisticated technology that uses semiconductors. And, and if you can do anything uh, uh, to reduce the amount of energy you're losing in that process, um, well, that, that's, that's gonna be a good thing over the long term. It's gonna make your price more efficient, lighter, cheaper to operate, you name it. Um, so yeah, GAN, which has been around for, you know, about uh, seven or eight years now, um, manufacturing these transistors, they do it, they saw, they contracted out to a manufacturer in Taiwan, but they're the number one maker of GAN trans uh, transistors in the world. Um, it's not a big field, mind you, uh, because it's kind of complicated to, to produce gallium nitride. You need a special foundry to do it. And as luck would have it, one of those foundries is right here in Ottawa at the National Research Council. So GAN worked with engineers from the NRC to help develop the system and the technology, and, um, and it's really paying off for them. Uh, they've, they've all, even before this round, they landed $60 million in, a, in two previous rounds. So, um, and they just think uh, that they're, they're really still just getting started, that they can really tap into a, a massive market um, for these, uh, for these real cutting edge semiconductors. One question I was going to ask you, Dave. So we, we, we are all probably heard about the, the headlines about uh, shortage of semiconductors and this leading to, um, a shortage of vehicles, supply chain issues, and, you know, uh, new and used dealer lots are empty these days. Um, in that story, I think I understood, uh, way back when that, um, one of the reasons there was a shortage in chips for autos is because they were really old fashioned, I'll put it that way, chips. I'm sure there's a more technical turn. Should we understand then that GAN Systems is really creating those next generation chips that will, as you said, help companies like BMW? Is that part of the reason they've received all this money? Yeah, uh, absolutely, uh, Mike. I mean, they're. I think uh, I think the world is um, is moving uh, to, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, um, there, there's been a shift, uh, there's a shift away from that old school technology. Uh, people, you know, everyone's looking for a more efficient way to do business, a better way to, to, um, to basically, uh, power, uh, power all this. I mean, because, uh, think of all, uh, as you know, uh, cars are becoming more and more sophisticated all the time. There's more yeah. computerized components in, in vehicles every year. And you want to make that you want to you want that process to be as efficient as possible, as fast as possible. And really, that's I mean, again, it's tailor made for that. So uh, it really seems like the you know the old the old story of the technology whose time has come. You know, it's uh, and it seems to be poised uh, poised to really take that next step. I think in the next few years. 
Really, really interesting. Thanks for this great reporting, Dave. Uh, continue the good work. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. So it's time to consult now with our legal expert from Nelligan Law. In this episode, I'm pleased to be joined by Brian Thaw, who's a lawyer with Nelligan and a member of the firm's real estate and development practice group. Welcome, Brian. Good to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me back again, Michael. So uh, today we're going to talk about um, investment property. So by that, of course, we mean, you know, purchasing a property that someone wants to earn rental income uh, from Brian. And before they before they jump into that, there's there's a lot that they should be thinking about from a legal perspective, Brian. Uh, give our uh, viewers and listeners today a little bit of a sense of what they should consider before purchasing that income property. Yeah, I think a good starting point would be deciding how do you want to own that property? Uh, do you want to hold it as a uh, corporation or personally? And I think there are liability and creditor proofing uh, benefits to having a corporation own the property versus owning the property personally. And I think, uh, you know, there's also some things you want to do, for example, with the mortgage and uh, and maybe that. But if you're borrowing money, I think one of the things you might want to consider, Brian, is making sure the bank understands and your insurance company understands uh, that this is a uh, that this is an investment property. You're not going to reside in it. Is that a consideration that should be made, too? Absolutely. I think we're still in a market where buyers are going in unconditional. And if that's the case, just like we spoke about last time, uh, it's important that you consult with your mortgage lender and your insurance company ahead of time so that you can make sure, one, that you can get an approval uh, on the basis that it's a income generating property, but also just making sure that the rates and terms are um what you would like to enter into because it tends to be a little higher interest rate and less little less favorable terms when you uh purchase an income generating property that requires a mortgage so good good tip there to have some uh clarity with your bank and an insurance uh as i as we said a second ago i mean if the goal is really to generate some income that you know that's that's based on the fact that you're going to have a tenant whether it's a commercial a property and and it's a business as your tenant or it's a residential and and you have some people living in the home. So what what could, should you consider, Brian, if someone is either uh, creating a lease for the first time or if they've got an existing uh, tenant? Uh, maybe you can tackle those one in one in an order. Yeah, I think for an existing lease is a good starting point. Uh, in in an existing lease, either residential or commercial. It's always good to, to speak with your lawyer ahead of time, especially, again, if you're going to be going in unconditional. You want to make sure that the terms you're agreeing to are the terms that you were hoping for. So if the, the rent is, is lower than what you were thinking, especially if you're going to get a mortgage and that's based on you generating a certain amount of monthly income, then it's important that you make sure that you're satisfied with the amount of rent and, and the term. And in the case of a new lease, if you're drafting one, again, you should very much speak with your lawyer to, to help you draft it. In the case of residential properties, the form is actually quite standard. Uh, the government regulates which type of form you should use. Uh, in a commercial context, it's less so. And that's why in a commercial context, you tend to see very lengthy, detailed leases. So. Um, again, you should speak with your lawyer before uh, uh, drafting that. Uh, 
Well, I, I agree 100. percent I've been involved in in signing some commercial leases over the years, and those are <laughs> those are that thick. So I would say there's no way you should sign uh, sign that document or prepare that type of document without legal advice. So, uh, Brian, thanks for joining us today. By the way, this is the first of a two part. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a uh, another segment with you that's airing in a few weeks. But uh, these are the first few tips, and stay tuned for more. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me, Michael. Well, that great to have uh, Brian from Nelligan uh, with us again. Appreciate the continuing support of Nelligan Law. Before we go to our newsmaker of the week, I think it's fair to say that we're all very focused on the environment these days. I want to give a shout out to one specific organization in Ottawa that's doing really good work. So this organization was established way back in 1999. It's called the Enviro Center, and it's an Ottawa-based nonprofit organization that helps residents, businesses, and organizations conserve energy and reduce their impact uh, on the environment, all while saving money. It's That's like a triple win. The Enviro Center is sponsoring the next few episodes of Behind the Headlines. Let's hear its message right now. Our actions shape our world and our climate. Sometimes it can be hard to know where we fit into the bigger picture. What exactly do we need to do to address climate change? That's where Enviro Center's My Green Lifestyle courses come in. Whether it's how to reduce your carbon footprint or how to help your city and community meet its climate targets. A green lifestyle is about more than just living lightly. It's about building a better future. Visit our website today to enroll in our courses at mygreenlifestyle.ca. And thanks to our good friends at the Enviro Center. Okay, it's time for our Newsmaker of the Week interview. In this episode, we're going to look ahead to Thursday, this Thursday, it's November 25th, by the way, for the annual Best Ottawa Business Awards broadcast. And to speak about that and uh, all the details surrounding that, please welcome to the show the President and CEO of the Ottawa Board of Trade, Su Ling Ching. Here she is. Hey, Su Ling. Hello, Michael. Well, we have been busy little bees uh, mm -hmm. in November, and all of this is coming to a culmination on Thursday when we're doing a virtual presentation of the Best Auto Business Awards. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll provide some watch details in just a second, but maybe you can start by giving uh, our audience a sense of what to expect on Thursday, Suling. Yeah, so uh, Michael, it's it's really an honor to work closely with you and, and with the Ottawa Business Journal because this is, I think, one of the most important programs that we run when we recognize the uh, businesses, the organizations, and the individuals um, every year for what they've contributed to our community. And so these last couple of years, we've run a broadcast and we're excited about running it on Thursday, the 25th at 8 p.m., where we'll hear who the winners are in various uh, business categories, including best business, best new business. Uh, we'll have some performance categories, including sales, uh, sustainability, uh, over 20 business awards that we'll be handing out, recognizing local businesses, hearing uh, from sponsors, and also doing some special interviews. Yeah, and mm -hmm. um, um, we're recognizing, so for the 20 plus companies, we're announcing who the recipients are so mm -hmm. there's there's an exciting factor in in that mm -hmm. for both of us and then that, you know to augment that you know we have the ceo we've got the cfo of the year mm -hmm. we've got lifetime achievement we've got newsmaker of the year so it is a ton a ton packed into just one hour it's incredible we could get it all in there but maybe to zoom out a little bit mm -hmm. before we share those watch details ceiling you know why do you think an awards program like this matters well i guess a couple of things you know these uh 
these businesses, these individuals, they've dedicated a lot to our community and, and to all of our lives. And so, you know, I think it's only right that we uh, recognize them and show our appreciation in this way. And then the other thing I would say, Michael, is, is, you know, I always say, you know, recognition inspires repetition. So, you know, if success breeds success, these stories of businesses and, and their achievements and the contributions that the people of these businesses have made to our community, they serve as inspiration for next generation of leaders, uh, for other entrepreneurs. And so I think it's really important to tell, you know, uh, this, their stories as part of the fabric of our of our city. I couldn't agree more. You know, mm -hmm. it's the, the media to some degree and, and with reason, by the mm -hmm. way, so I'm not questioning mm -hmm. this, it, you know, has been, we've been bombarding people with stories of negativity is these mm -hmm. main street businesses, restaurants, meeting halls, mm -hmm. uh, people in hotel industry, entertainment industries were decimated by the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, it's been really interesting though, because those people really have suffered. There mm -hmm. are a whole bunch of people that have come through the pandemic uh, and perform exceptionally well. And, and I quite frankly, I think when people watch the show on Thursday, they're going to go, oh, my gosh, there's lots of business still performing really well. There's a lot going on that's uh, really extraordinary. And as you know, we start to look at our economic recovery and rebound, you know, because we're in the end game of this pandemic. Um, I think that this will serve as a great springboard for that, for that kind of thinking and working together for sure. So there's two ways to watch uh, the Bobs on Thursday. So again, that's Thursday, uh, November 25th, starting mm -hmm. at 8 p.m., going for mm -hmm. one hour. Uh, if you're a Rogers Cable TV subscriber, the easiest thing to do is go to Channel 22, and you'll see it at 8. Uh, if you're not, what we're asking is go to the Ottawa Board of Trade. So that's ottawabot.ca. Go to the events uh, section and look for... Uh, look for the Bob's link and we'll have the uh, watch link right there. You can register, by the way, to get all sorts of details on the event. So, Su Ling, mm -hmm. we're looking forward to Thursday. Well, and, we are, uh, yeah. And I know, Michael, that lots of people are hosting watch parties and making a real evening of it like we do for the Academy Awards. So we suggest that people do that as well. Yeah, it's get a together. Yeah, mm -hmm. get together if you can, celebrate with your team. So for sure. thanks for spending some time with us, Su Ling. Appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that's it. Brings us to the end of this episode. A reminder that this podcast can be watched on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, follow us, like us, hit the bell icon to get notifications of future videos. If you're listening to us, you can do that on any major podcast platform from Apple to Google to Spotify, so on and so forth. Uh, I encourage you all, if you're a hardcore uh, business, local business fans, uh, visit obj.ca on a regular basis. The website's updated uh, throughout the day with new local business news content. If you really never want to uh, miss a thing, then I urge you to subscribe to our uh, email newsletter Monday to Friday. It comes out around 4.30. It's called OBJ Today, and there's some information on the screen there. Uh, that you can do to uh, register. So that's all the time we have for uh, this week. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Please stay healthy and please stay connected. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.